0: Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger, from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: A fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty, hi of silver! The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. Let's go, big I don't Henry Farnham was reading his mail in the nicely furnished library of his San Francisco home. He had been a widower and a cripple for a number of years. Though compelled to spend his waking hours in a wheelchair, he had been able to live well, send his son Jim through college and maintain his large home on the income from a Colorado gold mine.
2: All this mail and only one letter of importance.
1: Farnum pushed the mail to one side of his desk and picked up the first letter he had opened. As he read it for the second time, he murmured,
2: The Lone
1: Ranger.
2: Eh? Uh, oh, Jim! Come in here, son. The housekeeper said you wanted to speak to me. Indeed I do. Sit down, Jim. Yes, sir. I want to talk to you about our gold mine in Colorado. Yes, Things have not been going well. How's that, Dad? For the past three years, the grade of the ore has been getting lower and lower. I didn't know that. I didn't mention it in my letters to you because I... I didn't want to cause you any anxiety while you were in college. Dad, I'm not in college now. I'm a graduate mining engineer. Maybe I can be of help. Why not let me go to Colorado and investigate the situation? Would you like to? I sure would. Yes, so would I, son. But the rheumatism in these old legs of mine has put an end to my traveling. If I could improve the mine or find a new load or something, it would help repay you for all you've spent on my education. I hoped you'd suggest making the trip. I've never seen the gold mine, Dad. You'd never take me on your trips because of my schooling. May I go now? Yes, in fact, I intended to ask you to go if you hadn't made the suggestion. I'll leave whenever you say. We'll we'll discuss that in a moment. First, I want to tell you a few things about the situation. Just before leaving Colorado the last time, four years ago, I made arrangements with a man named Luther Gage. I hired him to be my representative. Luther Gage? Is he a mining man? No, he's a banker in Ashcroft. That's the name of the town nearest the Marybel Mine. Gage has done the hiring and firing. He's handled financial matters, supervised the bookkeeping, and... Well, he's kept an eye on things in general. You gave him a lot of authority. Yes, I had no choice. I received word that your mother had been stricken. I had to return here at once. I remember, Ted. That's why I made the deal with Gage. Then, soon after Mary's death, my legs became useless, so Luther Gage is carrying on. I'm sure he's a good man, and he's doing his best, but... Well, I'm not satisfied... Dad, what's the net profit for ton of ore? Profit? <laughs> well, for the last six months, there hasn't been gold enough in the ore to pay for the cost of digging and extraction. Gosh, Dad, you'd be money ahead if you stopped operations. Mm. That's what I wrote to Gage. Oh, did he agree? No. He says the claim adjoining the Maribel mine is doing very well. He thinks the big vein from that claim extends into our property. He's sure will find it if we just keep digging, he may be right. Jim, your trip will be no picnic. That mining country is rough. Men are greedy, ready to fight at the drop of a hat. Life is cheap, and there's little law. You may run into danger. All right, Dad, when shall I leave? <laughs> next Monday, if possible. Then you'll be able to get to Ashcroft on the 15th of the month. Very well, I'll leave next Monday. But tell me... Is there a particular reason why you want me in Ashcroft on the 15th? Yes, uh, this letter will explain. It came this morning from a man I met in the Rockies four years ago. In fact, he probably saved my life. Saved your life? How's that, Dad? On the way to the mine, my horse stumbled. I was thrown and my head struck a rock. While I lay unconscious, my horse ran away. It was seen and caught by the man who wrote this letter. Following the back trail of the horse, he found me. Were you badly hurt? Well, the man who found me thought it would be dangerous to try to move me to town for medical attention. He made a camp where he found me and took care of me for two days. We became well acquainted. Here, Jim, read his letter. Let's see. She'll be very glad to meet your son. Looking for him on the stagecoach that arrives in Ashcroft on the 15th. I trust that man implicitly, Jim. I'm sure he'll do his best to help you in any way possible. This letter's unsigned. What's the man's name? I don't know. You you don't know? I know him only as the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Great Scott, Dad. I've heard of him. I thought you might have. Some of the fellows at school told lots of stories about him. I didn't know he had an address. How did you reach him? I sent letters to a number of people who see him from time to time. Also, to an Indian chief who often sees Tonto... The Lone Ranger's companion. I've heard of Tano, too. One of my letters finally reached the masked man. And as you see, he responded. Gosh, this will be a trip to remember. (laughs) I'll write and tell Luther Gage to expect you. Imagine meeting the Lone
0: Ranger.
1: On the 14th of the month, Luther Gage sat in his office in the Ashcroft Bank with a man named Lasco, who was foreman at the Farnham Gold Mine. The
3: men who were working at the mine, or maybe I should say the mines, seem to be well satisfied, Mr. Gage.
0: They're making more money than they ever made in their lives, and without worrying about the law. I hope, Lasko they'll continue to keep their mouths shut. You needn't worry about that, Mr. Gage. They know when they got a good thing. They wouldn't want to spoil it. I just remember, you're the only one who knows that I own the property adjoining the Maribel Mine. I don't want that known to anyone else. I understand. That's why I established a dummy corporation as the ostensible owners of the Queen Bee. If anything happens, you as foreman will shoulder the blame. I'll deny all knowledge of what's been going on. Sure thing. If my ownership of the Queen Bee became generally known, someone might begin to wonder why the Queen Bee produces such high-grade ore while the Maribel has deteriorated to a losing proposition. Well, Farnum would sure be hopping mad if he knew what was going on. Yes, Lasko. And he may find out. His son is scheduled to arrive in Ashcroft tomorrow. Yes. Well, then he'll be going out to inspect the diggings. Yes. He's sure to see what we've been doing.
3: Do you think so? Why, he can't miss seeing where we've cut through the wall between the two mines. So the tunnel to the Mary Bell is connected to the Queen Bee. And then he'd realize that we've been switching the ore. So the high-grade ore is brought out of the Queen Bee.
0: Can you cover what you've been doing? No. Oh, no, if Farnham looks at the walls of the Maribel Tunnel, he'll see that the ore is high-grade. Uh, it's hardly consistent with a financial report showing that the Maribel is losing money. If Farnham goes to the diggings, we're through. Then see that he doesn't get there. What do you mean? I have a letter from his father saying that he'll arrive on the stage tomorrow. There are many places west of town where you might wait in ambush with your rifle and your telescope sighted. (laughs)
1: The next day, Lasco waited an ambush on the top of a 15-foot cliff about 10 miles from town. He saw the stage come around a bend some distance to his right. Jim Farnham, looking through the window, was partially turned in the seat and made a perfect target. Lasco's finger tightened on the trigger. Now. Farnham slumped to the floor of the stage. But the gunshot was unheard by the driver, above the rattle of the stage and the clattering hoops of six horses.
2: Get up there. Go on now.
1: The stagecoach was about five miles from town, when a masked man and an Indian rode out of the woods on the right side of the trail. Don't
2: do it. hold-up! Don't shoot, mister! Don't shoot! Stop
3: that team! Right in!
2: Ho! 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 Hold your fire, mister! Hold your fire! I'm, you I'm, right
3: right,
2: I'm reaching for the sky, mister! I don't hang for gunplay with outlaws.
3: We're not outlaws. Get down from that seat. Yes, sir. We'll dismount Tonto. Easy. To I'll, yeah.
2: I'll do anything you say. Just don't start shooting.
3: We'll not start gunplay. We'll make sure you don't. Take your gun, Tonto. Oh, he it. There. Now, driver, lower your hand and stop trembling.
2: Well, I'm not
3: carrying anything worth stealing. We've no intention of stealing anything. We thought you'd have a passenger by the name of Farnum. Jim Farnum.
2: Came all the way from San Francisco. Eh? Hey, I don't see him.
3: Neither do I.
2: Me, open door, look inside the stage. He worse, here. How'd he get out? I can't figure where he is.
3: Come quick. What is it, Toto? Tonto, on
2: floor of stage.
3: That's why we not see him through window. My sex life. What's the matter with him? A hole in shirt. Right over heart. Looked like bullet hole. Yes, but no blood. Oh, see here, Toto. The bullet was stopped by a thick book in his shirt pocket. A Bible.
0: Ah. We think I'm just knocked out?
3: That bullet hit hard. The force of a blow like that could easily knock a man out.
0: Uh, uh, Steady, Jim. uh, You're all
3: right. uh, What hit? A lie still. Lie still. A bullet struck right over your heart. Uh, A bullet? Take it easy. It struck the Bible in your shirt pocket. That's what saved your life.
2: Bible? My mother gave it to me years ago. Why did someone shoot at me?
3: We don't know whether it was a stray bullet or an attempt on your life.
2: Better now, I think I can sit up.
3: I'll help you. Take That's... it slowly. Uh, well, your mask. Yes, Jim. I wrote your father and said I'd meet you. Then you... Did he show you my letter?
2: Yes. You're the Lone Ranger. He's who He's what? Well, that is, I I think you're the Lone Ranger. Great
3: day. If you have any doubt, Jim, this letter from your father should remove it.
2: Uh, yes. That's Dad's signature. You must be Tonto. Is that right? Gosh. Cool, Ranger Tonto. And I thought you were stage robbers.
3: People often make that mistake. At Jim, do you feel able to stand?
2: Yes, I. Uh, I'm all right now.
3: I'll help uh, you to your feet.
2: Thanks. Uh, that chest hurts a little when I breathe. But I
3: think I'm all right. Tonto, notice where the bullet came to the window. Hole in window higher than hole in shirt pocket. A line from the shirt pocket through the window would lead to a point ahead and to the left of the stage and slightly elevated. Isn't that right? Bullet fired at downward angle. Jim, you must have been turned slightly toward the window. Yes, I was. Uh,
2: see, now I remember. It was a low cliff on my left.
3: We're going to try to find the tracks of the one who fired that shot. If we can find the gunman... We may learn why someone tried
1: to kill you. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue, the Lone Ranger was certain that an unknown gunman had tried to murder Jim Farnham. Jim, however, doubted that this was the case.
2: I must have been mistaken for someone else. There's no reason for anyone to shoot me. I, I don't know anyone around here.
1: Who knew you were
3: coming on this stage?
2: Just you and Luther Gage. The banker. Yes, he's been managing Dad's gold mine.
3: I see. Jim, when you reach town, go directly to Sam Tanner, the newspaper publisher. I never heard of him.
2: Well, I'll take you to him. He's a fine man. He's
3: a friend of ours. Tell him what happened and tell him I sent you to him for protection. Protection? Yes. The marksman who failed in this attempt to kill may try again. I'll see you later. Come on, Tonto. I
2: suppose I'd better do as that masked man says. Take it from me, Sean. You'd better. Moncella!
1: The lone ranger and Tonto rode to the cliff about five miles away and soon found the place where the gunman had been. Near the matted down grass, they found the empty shell that had been ejected from Lasco's rifle, and a short distance away, the place where his horse had stood. They followed the trail away from the cliff, and presently reached ground where grass was sparse. Here, the hoof marks were clearly defined in soft dirt. The masked man and Tonto drew rein. Oh, oh, oh.
3: Easy, easy scout. Easy.
1: We'll
3: examine them closely, Tonto. See if there's anything distinctive about the tracks of the horse that gunman rode, will you? Ah. Then maybe we find horse in town. Oh, Toto, look at the mark of the front left hoof. Ah. Horse got loose shoe. Yes, easy. said it. Easy, of Scout. Scouting. Easy, fella. Come on, Toto. We'll follow the trail. Come on, gentlemen. Come, Scout. Come, fella.
1: Forty five minutes later, it was obvious that the loose shoe had become more troublesome.
3: Horse limping when it passed here. Limping badly, Toto. Have you noticed the direction of the trail? Ah. You go north from Stage Trail. Then make Big Turn. Now head south. We're heading toward Ashcroft. I think we'll learn who tried to murder Farnham by calling on the
1: blacksmith. In late afternoon, Luther Gage was pacing the floor of his home and muttering in anger. not
0: depend on anyone. Only one way to get a job done right, I do it myself. That's go
3: Hello, Mr. Gage. I figured I'd find your home?
0: Come right in, Lasko. You're just the man I want to see.
3: Yeah, it took me a long time to get back to town, Mr. Gage. I traveled in a roundabout way. I had
0: to go slow because my horse was lame from a loose shoe. The stage arrived some time ago. Uh, and I reckon you know how I handled it. I know how you bungled things. What? Now hold on. Don't tell me to hold on. <laughs> I'd like to slap your head off, you stupid ape. You can't do anything but shoot. But your conceit spoils your efficiency.
3: Mr. Gage, I don't know what you you're talking about. You thought you
0: about. were so good that a single shot was all that was necessary.
3: I never miss. You're talking about Farnham? I am. Well, I saw with the bullet hit. I was using my telescope
0: sight. I aimed at his heart. And hit a thick book in Farnham's shirt pocket. You were too sure of yourself to fire a second shot. You mean to say Farnham's alive? Yes. He's a Sam Tanner's place. Sam called on me and said Farnham would be at my office in the morning. Well, I, I... Lasko, if you can't handle a simple job, there are plenty of other men in town who are indebted to me. I'll see that Farnham don't show up at your office in the morning. You'd better, Lasko. You know a lot about me. Unless I'm sure you'll keep your mouth shut, I'll have to arrange for uh, for you to have an accident.
3: You mean that you... Yes. I'll keep my mouth shut.
0: I'll be sure only if I'm holding a murder charge over your head. And you mean I get Farnum or you get me?
1: That's it. I'll get Farnum. Angry and somewhat frightened, Lasco headed for the blacksmith shop where he had left his horse. In the meantime, the Lone Ranger and Toto had reached the shop, which stood well back from the road behind the Smithy's home. Big Ben, the blacksmith, had been startled by the sudden appearance of the masked man. But the Lone Ranger showed him a silver bullet and credentials. And Tonto said,
3: Lone Ranger. Never rob anyone. Sakes alive, I didn't know this was a Lone Ranger. I just seen the mask. Now, are you satisfied? Yes, sirree. Well, gosh, it's a wonder somebody didn't take a shot at you when you rode through town. We didn't ride through town. We came from the north and left our horses behind your shop. Well, bring them in. I'll be mighty proud to work for you. I just finished with that mare. Oh, uh, did the mare have a loose shoe? Yeah. Left front? Yeah, how'd you know? We've been following that horse. Uh, who's the owner? Man named Lasco. Bullseye Lasco, he's called because he's such a crack shot with a rifle. I'd like to talk to him. If you don't care to wait until he comes for his horse, you might find him in the silver dollar. Of course, you would go around town wearing that uh, mask. I need look for Lasco. Oh, Stand yes. still in reach. Lasco, put down that rifle. Keep out of this, Ben. I heard you talking about me. I was right outside the door. I wasn't talking about you. The masked man was just asking for you. I heard him. Well, maybe you didn't hear who he is. I don't care who he is. I want to know why he was asking about me. I wanted to find you, Lasco, to ask you some questions. And I wanted to see your rifle. You're looking at my rifle. You'll see me use it if you make a sudden move. That goes for you, too, Injun. Kimosabe, rifle got sight just like you think. Yes, Toto. The cartridge we found would fit that rifle. What are you getting at? Lasco, this afternoon you fired a shot from a ledge near the stage trail about ten miles west. You tried to kill a passenger on the stage. Lasco, is that true? No, it's a lie. Masked man's trying some kind of a game. It's no game, Lasko. That masked man don't lie. We followed your tracks, Lasko. Suppose I admit firing a shot. There's no log in it. What's the proof I fired at the stagecoach? Who hired you to kill Farnham? I'm no squealer. I, I mean, no one. H- I didn't fire. You made station. a slip of the tongue, Lasko. And you can't cover it. So you were hired to kill Farnum. You can't prove a thing. But, Juniper, Lasko... Just one man knew Farnham would be on that stage. Was it Luther Gage who hired you? Mister, you know too much for your own good. You're too smart to live. Now turn around, face the wall, keep your hands high. You too, Redskin. Blasco, you can't kill these men. Shut up, Ben. I'll see you hang. You think I'd leave you as a witness, not a chance. The first shot'll bring a dozen men. Yeah, and they'll make a hero out of me when I tell how I killed two crooks, just they shot you. Ha <laughs> That's a good story, huh? Now you with a mask. I said turn around. You turn around, Lasco. You'll be surprised. What do you mean? Toto! Let me shoot some. No, let me go. On earth, Hang on and... to the rifle, Toto. I'll uh, stop him. No. That did it. Good work. You sure tagged him. Time, Toto, before he regains consciousness. Uh, I never thought he'd fall for that old trick and turn his head. You and Toto sure move fast. That man must have been desperate. He was ready to kill all three of us. Is it true that Banker Gage hired him to kill that passenger? I think so. We have no proof unless Lasco talks. In tight, plenty tight. Any idea how to make him talk?
1: Yes, I may have. Let's take him to Sam Tanner's home. When Lasco regained consciousness, he was lying on a couch in the home of Sam Tanner, the publisher of the Ashcroft News. His hands and feet were tied, and he was being watched by the blacksmith, Jim Farnham, and Tonto.
3: What are you going to do with me? Well, I'll deal with you, Lasco, and what you get will depend on how much you have to say. Where's that masked man? He and Sam Tanner went out on business. They'll be back. The masked man
2: told me about you, Lasco.
3: Why did you try to kill me? I'm not talking. You may be
2: afraid what Gage do if you talk, huh? I don't know what you mean. Didn't Gage hire you? Is he up to something crooked at my dad's mind? I
3: said I wasn't talking. you got any complaint, turn me over to the law. I'll admit I did some practice shooting this afternoon, but that's all I'll admit. I don't know a thing about any attempt on your life.
1: There was no further conversation. Lasco watched the others in the room, and they seemed to be simply marking time. It was after midnight when the door opened and the Lone Ranger and Sam Tanner, the newspaper editor, entered.
3: Well, we're back. I see Lasko has regained consciousness. He's been conscious for a long time. Conscious, but not sociable. Did you talk to the sheriff? No, it would be hard to prove that Lasko actually meant to kill you and Toto and me. Ah, uh, probably. It would
2: be even harder to prove that he tried to murder me.
3: I figure Lasko will get all that's coming to him when my paper hits the street in the morning. <laughs> Luther Gage will deal with Lasko. What do you mean, Tanner? Oh, you found your tongue, Lasco. Huh, Lasko? What's that talk of Luther Gage? Well, here's a copy of my paper, Lasko. I just finished it. The masked man gave me all the details. Well, hold it up so I can see it. Oh, the headlines are dandy. Here Gage name by Squealer. No. <laughs> Let me read it. <laughs> In an exclusive interview, it was learned last night that one of Ashcroft's leading citizens bought the rifle skill of Bullseye less. No, no! Investigation of conditions at the Marybell Mine may throw light on a murder attempt that failed because of a Bible. You can't publish that! Don't tell me what I can publish! Now listen to some more. Under questioning, Lasko broke down, admitted being hired by Luther Gage. It's a lie. It's a lie. I haven't told a thing. Fearing for his life, Lasko pleaded for protection against... He'll kill me. He'll kill me if you publish that. What do you mean, if I publish it? It's printed. It's in the paper. Gage will read it in the morning. You see that I have an accident. You'll call it an accident, but it'll be murder. He he can do it, too. Not if he's in jail. Let me go. Please, let me go. Where could you hide from Luther Gage? You have just one chance, Lasko. Talk. If I squeal, he'll kill me. He can't touch you if he's in jail. Lasko, your only chance is tell enough to put Gage behind bars. Oh, are you afraid to be you trick? Talk. Why was Gage afraid of Jim Farnham? He's been stealing gold from the mayor of mine. Now, what am I into? I I got to talk. All right, I'll tell you what you want to know. For just one second, Lasko. We'll get the
1: sheriff to hear your confession. We're ready for you, Sheriff. Lasco talked for nearly an hour, and the sheriff wrote down everything he said. The story of Luther Gage's connection with the silver dollar was revealed, as well as the fact that he owned the worthless land that had joined the Maribel claim. Lasco exposed the means by which the banker had stolen high-grade ore from Farnum, and told of the assignment to kill Jim as a means of paying off his gambling debt. He signed the confession, and the sheriff left. He'll be back for you, Lasco, after he's jailed Gage.
3: If I'm in a cell with Gage, he'll... You'll be kept separate. And you'll get off a lot lighter in Gage will. Sam,
2: where'd that masked man and Tano go?
3: <laughs> uh, they slipped out while Lasko was talking. I wanted to thank them. Well, maybe you'll get the chance. Maybe not. You know, the story that masked man gave me for the paper can stand just as it is without a single change. That, that masked man. I tried to tell you who he is, Lasko, but you shut me up. Ben... Sam, tell me now. (laughs) Sure. He's the Lone Ranger.
1: is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker.